0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 70 of the Ringside Rundown podcast brought to you by TWM.news. Welcome, everyone. Sit, get comfortable. I know it's been a long time since we've been on the air, but we're back with another glorious episode. My name is Eric Vasquez, and joining me on the line is my podcasting partner in crime. Yes, that rhymes. She is Shay Hickson. Shay, what's going on, my friend?
1: Yeah, what is up? It's been a... Uh, I don't know what it is. I think our podcast we're just very unlucky with the sickness i think i think that's the biggest rivalry in wrestling at this point <laughs> is you and i and uh illness but it doesn't yeah. seem like it's too bad right now
0: no no, no. i i got it, covid got me yeah. all right so yeah i after almost what 3 years of avoiding it like <laughs> yep. the plague that it is mm. uh uh it finally got me and it took your boy out <laughs> it took me yeah. out i was i've never been that sick in my entire life that was the worst stretch of 5 days i could ever imagine i'm getting better i'm still not 100% but i'm getting better uh just let everybody know out there covid is a real thing it's yeah. serious uh you know be be on the lookout if if you're around people that are sick make sure you mask up because uh you don't if you haven't got covid yet you you don't want it you don't want it it's not no. fun
1: no, I can also confirm it is, uh, it is not fun. I, you know, leave it to us to get COVID within what, what if a couple months of each other?
0: Cause that's right. Right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah.
1: Cause I got it. Eh, I think it was four or five months ago. I don't really remember. I try not to remember those things cause those aren't fun <laughs> things to remember, but, uh, yeah, leave it to us or just to for me to, you know, be sick four times in the span of a month. But, you know, we're, we're back. We're fine.
0: We're here. We're doing we're,
1: it. We're here. We're here. We're we doing were, the thing.
0: Yeah, we wanted to do an episode uh, a couple days ago, but I just couldn't. I, like, my congestion was just bad. I couldn't breathe out of my nose. It, I was sounding like Snuffleupagus. It was just... <laughs> It was just the it was just a mean thing. I'm glad that I'm not going to be sick. Uh if you're listening to this episode, it is Monday. So uh it, technically it is my birthday as you listen to this episode. So I'm glad yeah. I didn't get sick for my birthday.
1: Right? With a, with a day to spare you were you're sick. Yeah.
0: You know. yeah. Yeah, I got lucky. Yes, absolutely. Well, uh we have a big show today. We're going to do the usual answering your questions. I feel like we're the only wrestling podcast out there that really uh, has a grasp on what our viewers our listeners want to hear Uh so we do the thing where we answer your questions wherever you send them in whether it's via social media you know pigeon telegram wherever we get your <laughs> questions um, we're ready to answer them and we got a ton of questions obviously a lot about Royal Rumble we got some AEW questions I'm excited to get into it it's been a while
1: yeah and we always kind of get worried when these like sicknesses hit us because then we're like all right I'm not entirely sure what we're going to be talking about because it's already going to be like late because I know you were when we were talking about it um over the weekend you were upset because you're like I don't want to miss the whole rumble thing. I'm like well I'm sure something will happen and obviously we knew the listeners would ask uh, the rumble questions and we got quite a few so they're looking out for us so we, we got plenty of stuff to cover
0: always can count on our loyal listeners to help us out put together a good show really honestly you guys put together the show we just kind of voice it and put it together technically wise but like uh, you guys are are the driving force behind the show so thank you again um this this format's been working for weeks now and weeks we get um questions and questions about our thoughts and opinions on certain things so uh yeah thanks to you guys so thank you
1: yes thank you it's and it's always like our favorite it used to be like our favorite part of the show and now it's just like the entire show so yeah
0: it's the show itself the the whole show is the best yeah because like i said i feel like everybody and not that this is a bad thing but i feel like when you listen to wrestling podcasts they all kind of usually do the same thing and they recap the episodes and you know give their thoughts and opinions and they're all great and you know i have no qualms with other podcasts i just feel like ours needs to stand out a little bit more. And we have such passionate listeners that uh really care about the sport of professional wrestling and really want to have an avenue where they can voice their opinion and they do it through the show. So it's all good in my uh in my jurisdiction. I'm enjoying myself doing the podcast. And this is episode seventy. Yeah 70 episodes already. That's insane. Yeah,
1: that it's just like it feels like just yesterday we started yeah. the first episode.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird. We've We've grown as as a as a duo uh, yeah. podcasting, and I feel like we. It didn't take long for us to find our mojo when it came to this show. We kind of no. obviously we talked about the show evolving into more of a questionnaire show, like uh, answering your questions. But it definitely has evolved, and we've evolved with it as co-hosts. And I think we're doing a pretty good job.
1: I'd say so and honestly it's not like we really had much of a choice because we've said it how many times the first time we met each other was recording for the very first show there was no yep. okay here you go you guys can talk before you like go on the air it's okay hi it's nice to meet you let's just do this so mm-hmm. it's like it could have went south fast it could have just went horribly wrong but it didn't and I'm glad it didn't because this is always a uh, highlight of the weekend for me is getting to do the show and I'm excited to see where we go from this. I know you and I've thrown a couple of uh, different ideas around and I'll talk more about it at the end of the show, but uh, we want to, you know, kind of keep things fresh sometimes because you always don't want the same stuff over and over again. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's always been a fun time.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Why don't we get into it? I know we got a couple questions uh, and uh, people want to get our opinions on stuff. So why don't we get right into it? What's our first question?
1: All right. Let's start with uh, mom's questions. We're going to spice it up today. So mom, thank you for your questions. But first off, before we even get into her questions, uh, you and I have a bone to pick with her. And,
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, oh, it was bad. Um, we have said before, I'm pretty sure on the show that one of the things that make both of us uh, somewhat squeamish are those kind of injuries where the bones are pointing the way they're not supposed to go or like the limbs are kind of like twisted in ungodly directions so when die finger got broken um i tried to avoid that picture like the plague because people were freaking about it out about it on my twitter and i did not want to see it so i was trying my hardest to avoid it so what did <laughs> my mom do she sent it to not only me but to eric too
0: um, <laughs> yes she did
1: I think she might just hate us, I guess. I feel like that's the only explanation I have for it, but um, yeah, it did not look uh, good. And of course, since she sent it, I've seen it like three more times on my timeline. So it's. Um, uh, I'm ugh. thinking about
0: it. Just thinking about it. Cause like, like ugh. you said, uh, a limb is not supposed to point in that direction. No. Um, I, uh, I can Yeah. Just thinking about it. I'm, I'm super squeamish when it comes to that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't do good with horror movies or anything like that. So uh, shout out, because I don't know when it happened. I don't know what no. move it, it happened. I did watch Vengeance Day, uh, but I didn't see, I couldn't pinpoint when exactly it happened. But shout out to Jijack for finishing the match. And probably it was, uh, if if I'm going down the cart, I got to say it's probably the best match of the night. Those two went at it. They They tore the house down. And to do that with a finger like that, oh, my God just crazy stuff. So shout out to DiJack for powering through all that cuz I, I know like, I wouldn't be able to.
1: I feel like it's one of those where I'm not I don't want to go back and see where it it happened because um I might throw up and I don't want to do that.
0: So <laughs> yeah, gonna
1: just avoid that. Um Yeah,
0: but it it was it was a phenomenal match like I said. It's probably the best match of the night. Um and the whole show was pretty good. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I know we got some questions about it. But again, Dijak versus Wesley, um, that was a a really, really good match. I'm glad it started off the show because it really kicked the show into high gear.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, besides us being mad at my mom for that, (laughs) um, she did send him some questions. So her first one is actually an AEW question uh, because we rewatched Dynamite uh, this weekend. What is up with Daddy Ass? And I'm thinking she's talking about from Dynamite when – gun club tried to get a title shot and the claims like uh no not happening so i think they kind of had a bit of a plan because uh daddy ass was not having it he was uh sick of the kids fighting because you know what i'm sure as a parent uh <laughs> parents get sick of the kids fighting it gets annoying and so he tried to get out of it and um i feel like the guns kind of goaded him into getting that match because uh just from the facial expressions alone and the things they said, I think they uh, they knew what they were doing. And uh, yeah. we have a title match now next week. So uh,
0: For me, it was yeah. the things that they said uh, <laughs> to Billy Gunnar. I was just, yeah. just like, oh, it, wow. They went there. Yeah. They took some shots about his past uh, substance abuse and how he was never there as a father and things like that. Um, so they really went... They went the the they went the low road to make this happen and like you said, it kinda of pulled on the heartstrings a little bit and then uh Billy Gunn couldn't take it no more and he accepted the match in for the acclaim because like yeah. you said, the acclaim said, no, nah, they didn't get to the back of the line and then here comes Billy Gunn and he's just like, All right, you guys, you get the match, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and the
1: Acclaim's so- just like, um, what the hell? Uh why why'd you do that? But uh yeah, I think uh I just think the only thing that was up with him is that he kind of got played like a fiddle. I think that's the easiest way to yeah, put it.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think uh I think Austin and Colton knew exactly what to say to get under his skin to mm-hmm. get the match that they wanted. I don't know if they're ready to carry the tag team titles, though. They, no. they, 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 they have the potential, the more potential than when I originally spotted the Gun Club when when they first debuted on AEW. I was like, oh, I don't know, but now I can kind of see they have potential. I just don't think they're ready yet, and I no. still think I, I don't, I don't know. We haven't got the best of the acclaim as tag team champions. They've done a lot of talking. But mm-hmm. I, I, I can't remember, Uh, what was their, their last feud for the titles?
1: Um, Wasn't it Swerve and Our Glory, I think?
0: That's a long time ago, if you think about it in wrestling sense, because Swerve and yeah. Our Glory is no more. Swerve yeah. is doing his thing with the mogul, what, mogul affiliates or whatever they're called nowadays. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, that's been a while. How come we haven't had a legitimate you know title feud i guess it's happening now with the with the gun with the guns but i i don't know i don't know if i'm feeling it yet
1: yeah it's tough because i feel like popularity wise they're up there with the like rest of the tag team division but uh, and it's so weird to say it because it sounds like such a derogatory kind of like thing but it's not it's just like i think like in ring wise i don't think they're on the level of some of the other um i feel like they I feel like the popularity is kind of carrying them a little bit Um, because they're not terrible in the ring by any means. It's just you put them up against somebody like, I don't know, Kings of the Black Throne, the elite. You don't really like see them on the same level, I don't think.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's not really helping that they're not giving them a chance to prove that prove us wrong. Because like you said, they're doing a lot of talking. They're doing a lot of like comedy stuff, but they're not really... Showing it in the ring as much, which is uh, not what they should be doing right now. But, uh, I mean, I guess they can go with the, the Gun Club, I, I suppose. Like, I agree with you. I don't think that they're anywhere near ready to be the face of the division yet. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a stepping stone into other things.
0: Yeah, I hope uh, at least we get a decent match out of it or a decent couple of matches. Um, but I don't, I don't see... I mean, I hope not, you know, because AEW likes to throw out those little swerves a little bit. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's always a potential that they could end up taking the belts on Wednesday. I hope that doesn't happen. I don't see that no. happening. Um, like you said, they they have the potential um, as a heel group, but mm-hmm. they, they haven't really shown much yet other than the arguing and the occasional comedy sketch part, like getting dropped on their butts in cement. You know, yeah, so it's just yeah. like it's just like, yeah, we, you know, for for a show that's catered towards more towards the adult wrestling fan, we're we're kind of over it already.
1: Yeah, I agree. So hopefully something changes soon because it it kinda uh, it can get rather old rather quickly. But we'll we'll for see what sure. happens. Um. All right, so this one I knew. Uh, i wanted to definitely talk about it. i'm sure you did as well uh mom said that that match between darby allen and samoa joe was extremely brutal and yeah it was uh, <laughs> good lord
0: just yeah
1: just when you think darby allen can't get any more masochistic in the ring it just it he's, he's, our,
0: he's our generation mcfoley Oh absolutely
1: because I mean just think about it some of the bumps he was taking it's like no normal person would have done that like Samoa Joe flinging him over the turnbuckle onto the floor he didn't even hit the apron or (laughs) the suicide dive that he completely missed and went straight through a table or getting thrown through a table and just like ugh it was those bumps with the steel chairs back to back were Mm -hmm. painful like oh my god it was just like one of those car crash matches in a good way, but also it's like you can't help but cringe half the time because so it's like, good lord, how much more of this can he take?
0: Yeah, that's my main thing. Is like, by the time he's like forty five, is no. he going to be able to walk? You know, I doubt it. These bump, these bumps are just too much. Like, yeah, they they say they say you know wrestlers have a bump card and they have a certain number of bumps that they could take before it's, it's all over and you got to feel like Darby Allen's bump card is just filled up with holes already because he's just, he throws caution to the wind and is, it, it works for him. Yes. But on a, on an empathetic level, yeah. you know, as a, as a human level, I'm like, mm-hmm. I thank you for entertaining me, but you don't have to do that. I'd rather yeah. see you alive and lead a healthy life now because there's no way his body is 100% even now and so to imagine what he's going to be like in 10 to 12 years uh, if he still goes the same route that he's doing it's just too crazy because it's it's every single opponent it's not even just Samoa Joe it's just whoever he takes on and he's been doing it since the indies Yeah, yeah it's it doesn't seem like it's gonna end no it doesn't it doesn't um I just hope that you know he he knows what he's doing in there that he can take care of himself and he's figured out a way to heal himself or at least let his body heal which i don't think he's done either because he's had like four or five title matches back to back he traveled to japan for muda's uh final match you Mm -hmm. know so he's all hands on deck uh you know pedal to the metal and eventually that's going to catch up to you and uh it's not going to go well
1: uh, yeah, just look at McFoley. The, the yeah. guy can barely walk, and I can't imagine why from all the shit that he put himself through. So, uh, yeah, it's it's entertaining at the moment, but in hindsight, it's not really the best idea for uh, longevity. But
0: Yeah, that's my thing is I'm thinking longevity, and I don't see a, a long career path for Darby Allen if he keeps going this way.
1: Maybe he doesn't see it as a long career either. Maybe he's just like, you know, I don't just get my stuff in now and then do something else when I get older, but uh because because I would like to think that a reasonable person would not be like, yeah, I can keep doing this for like 10, 20 plus years. Everything's going to be fine. I feel like maybe he thinks he's not going to have a long wrestling career. Who knows? But it's uh yeah, yikes. <laughs> it's just oh, fun, but also painful to watch at the same time. And um, t- Samoa Joe winning, I wasn't surprised because I feel like they've kind of turned the tnt title into more of a i'm not gonna say a hot potato title but i think it's i guess good that it changes hands often i suppose because then it just gets like a fresh coat of paint on it i guess but uh Mm -hmm. i felt kind of bad because i thought it was gonna happen longer
0: yeah i I, but i think the king of television idea that samoa joe has has some legs to it um i think it's it's a really marketable thing it's a it's it makes sense because he's the roh tv champion and now he's the tnt champion um so he really is the king of television you know and i feel yep. like that moniker fit him so well and then he ends up losing the darby in seattle mm-hmm. um you know so i was kind of like ah man they kind of took that away pretty quickly and they kind of rectified it this time but like you said they kind of been playing hot potato with the title so it's interesting to see how long samoa joe is going to have it um you know, we he had the the situation where he after he beat Darby, he was accosted by Wardlow, who was yeah. back in the in the in the fray of things. So we're probably going to see more Samoa Joe and Wardlow go at it, which is, should be interesting too.
1: Which is funny because that was one of Mom's other uh, comments was that he finally came back. I think it's because he was hurt. I remember reading mm-hmm. correctly, that's why he was gone for a little while. But I'm glad he is back because. I feel like he was done a little dirty before he left for a little bit because I thought he could have held on to the title a little longer than he did. But uh, maybe this is how he gets it back now.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and anytime Samoa Joe is in the ring, it's going to be good stuff. So I, I imagine him and Wardlow can pick up right where they left off and it'll be good stuff.
1: Yes, I uh, completely agree on that one. All right, so now we sort of got those two. We'll move over to WWE and a question that I know that we're gonna get a couple versions of this, and I know you are gonna be excited to talk about this. Do you think Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns should headline WrestleMania this year?
0: Oh, what a question. Um Yeah. I I love the storyline. Obviously, we talk about it week in, week out. How much yeah. I love the bloodline and how much I love the storyline. Yeah. Should it should it headline WrestleMania? It definitely can. Yeah. But it's like I think I think WWE the way they're looking at it is we got to strike while the while the iron's hot, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I mean it's in Elimination Chamber is in Montreal. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on! I mean, it just kind of writes itself. You kind of have to do it uh, at Elimination Chamber just for the simple fact that it's in Montreal, and that place are, is going to go ape shit for Sammy. Yeah, and, and that's what you want.
1: Yeah, and it's just tough because... I mean, first off, that ending to Rumble was... Oh, my goodness. That was... Amazing. ...storytelling at its finest. Um, but it's tough because I feel like... I don't think they really see Sami Zayn as like the face of WWE kind of material. Because I think a lot of people want him to have that like Daniel O'Brien treatment from WrestleMania 30. But I don't... Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I just don't think it's going to happen because... I feel like WWE has a set mindset of what they want to happen and mm. who Roman could potentially lose a title to. I think we have questions about that later, but it kind of like what you said, though, it, they know it's popular and they'd be stupid not to to just ignore it and pretend like it's not a thing. They know what they're doing. And like you said, it's almost, the story just wrote itself. Like, Fate had a funny way of all of this happening right before Elimination Chambers in Montreal. So you know that this is going to be just insane
0: yeah I'd rather I'd rather take the match at Montreal than to wait and and have it be a night on Wrestlemania I'm still interested in seeing what they're gonna do with Wrestlemania I think they're probably just gonna give him the one match because I know a lot of people were talking maybe he'll have two matches on night one and night two I think they're just gonna have him do the Cody match at Wrestlemania which is I think smart um I'm interested in seeing where this is gonna go, how they're gonna build up Cody as a as a viable contender, because everything yeah. is pointed towards Sammy right now. So maybe yeah. they're maybe they're waiting? Possibly.
1: I feel like what they're trying I think what they're gonna do, kinda like what you said, I think it'll be just a one match kind of thing for Roman, because I feel like at least hopefully if I heard it correctly and it wasn't just a stupid slip of the tongue, that I feel like Rhea and Charlotte are gonna main event the other night of WrestleMania, which Okay. I feel like we'll talk more. I think we have a question about that later, so I'll save my uh, excitement for that rumble um, for later, but it would make more sense. Like, you kind of can't say, oh, yeah, well, the men's rumble gets to main event WrestleMania, but the women's doesn't, so I feel like by default they have to main event probably night one because, you know, God forbid the women would main event oh. night two. That'd be too uh, too uh, difficult of a task, I guess, but I think they'll probably try and have, like, i would have uh, like automatically said sammy and kevin against the usos but now that we don't know what the hell jay's doing it could be jimmy and soul Sokoa against kevin and sammy you don't know because where the hell has jay been since the rumble too because he walked away it was just like so many different layers to this story that and, it's insane you,
0: you would think that you know Sammy striking Roman in the back with a chair would be like one of the final layers but then you get yeah. you get Jay Jay just completely shutting down and the thing is I get why Jay shut down and he was just like I I got to get out of here he had his heart ripped out mm-hmm. you know yeah. someone he considered a brother it, and it and it, it, it's it that's the crazier thing it's like Sammy's not in the wrong for what he did oh no you not know? at all I think he kind of I think he kind of the smart thing was he took care of it before it got too much because he was, you know, once you start getting pie faced, you know, yeah. and your face in, you know, which way are you going to go? Are you going to be a man? or Are you going to take that or are you just mm-hmm. going to sit back and let it happen? I think if they would have sat back and let it happen, it would have been a little bit too cliche almost. Oh, yeah. You know, to yeah. have that part of the story where Sammy just breaks down and Roman just clear cut is using him and making him out to be a chump. I think it was smart that Sammy stopped that right when it was happening and we get this layer. But then uh, the whole thing I'm thinking, OK, this is the this is the end of, of the bloodline. Here we go with the climax and it's like a roller coaster and we're going downhill towards the end. But then Jay leaves and Jay's nowhere to be found. Mm -hmm. you know so that's another wrinkle what what's whose side is he on whose side is he on it's it's like it reminds me of Bobby Heenan talking about the NWO whose side is he on you know that's what I want to know
1: it was just uh, like I said it was just done well shot well because I remember um I think it was even before Sammy got pie-faced it was like he he lifted the chair for that split second. You're like, Oh my God, is he actually going to hit Roman with it? And then he ended up doing it, but it was just a little hint of, Oh my God, is he actually going to do it? And you could feel the crowd like collectively, just like holding their breath. Like, Oh my God, it's actually happening. And then to have him do it pretty much in the similar way of how the shield broke up. I'm like, Oh my God, this is, this is just so good. It's just so good. You ugh. We can't talk about it all night, but it was just, it was just so good. And they yes. just have, all the layers all the layers is just like because like you said you could have easily just been like all right this is the end of it now we're just gonna this is gonna be the beginning of the end whatever but now it's like is jay really like done with the bloodline is he is it just a trap that they have this like going the whole time like what what's the hell is jimmy gonna do what's solo gonna do it's like it's just uh it's just so good
0: yeah it is it's it's it's, it's this is good wrestling storytelling Oh, that's yeah. basically what it is. It's great wrestling mm-hmm. storytelling. It's like that. that's what makes me a fan of professional wrestling is this storytelling and getting enthralled in this sort of soap opera act with action.
1: Yes, I I completely agree and I feel like there's maybe a couple other questions some other listeners asked so we'll get back to it but for now whew, we always I always do love the, the um how do I want to word it? Kind of shady kind of questions because I feel like we always need the little shady questions here and there. So, um, who do we think uh, AEW and WWE have both dropped the ball with talent-wise when it comes to storylines, etc.?
0: Who did they dropped the ball with?
1: Oh, oh. It's uh, <laughs> mm. like I said. It's a, it's always the shady kind of questions I I enjoy a little bit because we like we like to get a little. I would say negative. Just a. We like to spill the tea sometimes on what we yeah. think is, is and isn't working. Um, <sighs> boy. Um, I feel like... I feel like I can come up with another one right now. But I feel like the most recent one I can remember is I'm not entirely sure why they had Natty winning that match to qualify the for the Elimination Chamber. Because you could have easily put any of the other three in there and would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. for God's sake, Shayna's run through people in the Rumble before. Shotzi, I can imagine her trying to dive off the the one pod because she could. I could see... I'd like to see Selena get more time to shine, but it's like, really? We gotta, we gotta go with Natty, I guess. Um, sure.
0: <laughs> um,
1: but whatever. But <sighs> I think talent storyline-wise, I feel like the... At least for WWE, I feel like they kind of dropped the ball with. <sighs> Damn, this is tough. Um, I can't really think of anything that's glaring that like, how are they completely screwing this up that badly? Unless I'm just having terrible memory right now. But um...
0: you know what it is, though? There's so much optimism now that that, that there's a new regime that yeah. you kinda you kinda go into things hoping that if there is something wrong, if something's not working out, that they'll figure out a way to fix it before abandoning it.
1: Yeah. Um I feel like at least again, another instance, I suppose, of just dropping the ball was I think at the rumble was the raw women's championship match. That match was uh I hate it when did. they do that. You blink, and, you blink it, you blink it, it was over. I'm like, yeah. that's it. That, that That's all you're going to do. I, I hate when they do that because nine times out of ten, it's always the women's matches. They mm-hmm. get the axe for some reason. And oh, those two deserved so much better because they're both really good. And I liked what they were doing with Alexa, where she slowly kind of. That's another kind of storyline that I'm interested in too, where it's like, okay, is she actually going to go back with Wyatt or is she just like getting teased by Wyatt is it just kind of a reminder that that part of her is never gonna leave and it could just rear its ugly head like I like the layers on that one but that that's it that's all you could give us at the Rumble was just a match that was what a few minutes
0: yeah like you said are you blinking it was over um yeah but like I said I feel like there's just so much optimism in WWE yeah. sense that like they could figure it out because there's a lot of things I, I would go with like I'm going like long- term storytelling wise and and what I haven't seen I haven't seen anything good come come out of carrying Cross yet
1: Oh um, yeah no actually that's I think the biggest one where you know he's so much better because you saw how good he was in NXT and now it's just like okay it's like you're just kind of like waiting and waiting and i hope it's one of those where it's like you keep waiting and it just never shows up because he's good he's just really good i think i don't know i guess maybe the problem is we kind of talked about it before is he has like style of wrestling that doesn't excite fans at all
0: i think that's what it is, is he just wrestles a different style that uh we're not accustomed to
1: which is a shame because his like his and Scarlett's characters, I think, way make up for it because it's just they just have very unique and cool characters and I don't know for some reason the fans just aren't buying into it. Um, yeah, which is a shame. But yeah, I'd say now that you bring that up, I feel like that would be the biggest like dropping the ball, I suppose. Um, for WWE anyway, AEW wise, um, yeah, boy.
0: A lot of people in AEW don't have any clear direction. No. Um, I think that's what's stopping them. Is that they they don't there's no clear direction for things that we like like House of Black or yeah. anything like that. Um, just like where they're going. And it just seems like it seems like every week a new faction pops up. Oh, you know, God, yeah. <laughs> like, like like a new group pops up and you're like, okay, now it's time to get invested into this group. Like now we're supposed to get invested in in the firm with Matt Hardy and yeah. Ethan Page and all that stuff, and it's just, uh, it's just a lot going on. I think. Whereas, like we said with WWE, they're in a different regime, so there's a lot of optimism. I think that AEW is still, it's still, it's like in its toddler stage, you know? <laughs> yeah, the terrible twos. Yeah. yeah, like, like it, it, it does a lot of things right. But it does a lot of things wrong. But mm-hmm. we kind of have to give them a little bit of leeway because they're still kind of young and they have to figure out these things on their own. This is a yes. company. That, this is a company that's completely run off of wrestling minds, mm-hmm. whereas WWE have creative writers that come from Hollywood and soap operas and things like that. Uh, AEW is completely a wrestling ran, wrestling minded show. So that can run into a little bit of difficulty when you're trying to tell stories and you're trying to advance the company, uh, the company product, you know. And it's just they they they're trying to pack so much into only two hours of Dynamite and one hour of Rampage, and then I don't watch Elevation or Dark because no. I just I just can't. I don't have the I time. I skim
1: I skim through it. I don't really like watch all of them because again the only the problem that has always plagued dark and elevation for me is just the fact that you look at the card on paper and you're like i can already tell you every single time every single outcome of this match and who's gonna win and it always is but it's so tough because i feel like they're getting very very close to that point where they can't use the excuse of oh we're just a young company you just got to give us some time Mm -hmm. you guys have been a company for what now i think
0: four years years. yeah three and four years
1: so i think we're kind of past the stage of giving them a pass because they're new Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's been plenty of years now i think you can kind of start you can't really hide behind the excuse of oh we're just a upstart like new company we're just still trying to figure it out it's like it's been like you said three and a half four years so you can't really use that excuse anymore um yeah they have just some just some storylines that make you shake your head. You have some where it's like, why are you using these guys better? Um, the one glaring problem or two problems I have. Um, I think one of our other listeners asked a question about those and I've been, I was hoping someone would ask them. So I'll save my opinions for that, but it's just like, it's kind of like WWE where you see some things and it's like, oh yeah, these are great. Like these storylines are fantastic. And then there's others where it's like, what What are we doing? It's, it's just uh. A big old mess sometimes
0: yeah that definitely is a way to uh, see is like it's kind of a convoluted mess on both ends you know because it could yeah. it could be that way for wwe too like you said with the whole alexa bliss and and bianca belair situation i was hoping for so much more out of that that we didn't get it was like it left a lot to be desired And Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're going to go back to it because now they're going to go into this whole situation. Like you said earlier is Alexa aligned with Bray again and uncle howdy and all that stuff. So I think they're going that route. So we never really get the definitive match between Alexa and Bianca that could show off both their skills. I think that's where they dropped the ball.
1: Yeah. And honestly, I feel like while we're on the topic of it, and I'm sure maybe we'll agree on this one. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I don't think we really have a question about it, but I know that we definitely gonna uh, talk about it. The men's rumble was so goddamn underwhelming for me. Really? Yes, because here's the thing. The, the men's and the women's rumble kind of did complete opposite of each other because the women's rumble, if you look at it, they were not promoting that at all. Like mm. at all. It was just, oh, well, out of the 30, we have, oh, I don't know, seven or eight women. So it's just kind of like, yeah, sure, whatever. It's there too. Who cares about the men's rumble? That's what we care about. And you had 27 out of the 30 men announced for that rumble. Where the hell were the surprises? And you mean to tell me, aside from Edge, because I feel like, I don't even know if you could really count him as a surprise. Because I feel like everyone was kind of expecting him to come back. Right. So You mean to tell me, out of a match that we've said time and time again, is like, one of our favorites, because of the surprise factor, your surprises, were Booker T and Logan Paul
0: yeah that's that's that's, i'm i'm on i'm the same and when in terms of the men's rumble i'm in the same boat as you i think the same thing i think they 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 over promoted it Mm -hmm. over promoted too many people in the rumble not enough surprises you put Um, 30
1: like that where was the surprise not even the surprise but it was just like where was the the tension why couldn't you put him at like i don't know like in the first 10 not immediately 30 that was just way too yeah. easy that was a kind of a cop-out for me but the women's on the other hand I thoroughly enjoyed the women's a lot more it was just
0: yeah.
1: um obviously I don't want to go too into it because I feel like I think Mike might have asked us about like what our favorite parts of the rumble were but you had a lot more surprises in there you had I mean had Michelle McCall coming out of the uh out of the goddamn like crowd to come in i thought that was pretty interesting you had and i know this is going to be very controversial with some people but you had nia Jax coming back which i don't think anybody expected like at all that's Um, what the
0: rumble's about though those that was like a perfect rumble surprise
1: yeah and it was like it was one of those teetering on was it a good surprise i don't know i just think it was again one of those instances where a majority of the fans predicted x y and z to happen and when x y and z didn't it was a problem because mm. i think a lot of people were expecting naomi to be number 30 and mm. would that have been great yes but i feel like i was I, am i a big Nia Jax fan no but i feel like i wasn't really mad about it because number one i was genuinely surprised because again i don't think anybody was expecting it and number two i wasn't really upset because it, it wasn't the complete opposite of like cody being a 30 where it's like Oh, well, of course he's coming in. So, yeah, we know he's winning. Whatever. I didn't expect Nia Jax to win at number 30. So, I'm just like, you know what? That's fine. Whatever. So, at least now you know that there's. it was just a genuine surprise factor. The men's just didn't have that at all. It was just uh, so underwhelming. And it's like you guys literally had that blow up in your face royally because you barely even announced anything for the women's rumble. And it was way more entertaining than the men's by far.
0: Yeah, I think so. I'm with you on the fact that the women's was a lot better than the men's. Uh, not to say that I didn't think the men's uh, didn't have its entertainment factor, but we'll get yeah. into that a little bit later. I'm sure, like you said, we have questions about the Rumble, so we'll get into that a little bit later.
1: Yeah. Um. So I think we got all of Mom's questions. i thank you again, and uh, thanks a lot for that picture of Dijak's finger. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it.
0: I it. Oh, man. <laughs>
1: God, I hated that. Anyway, before we go on a tangent of that again, um, let's go to Jack's questions. So, Jack, thank you again, as always. We always appreciate it. Um, All right. So, he would like to know, Sammy or Cody? His mind says Cody, but his heart says Sammy, especially in Montreal with the crazy uh, Canadians fans, the Habs fans. Um, I feel like if you mean... That could be a very loaded question, depending on the context of it. It's like... It's almost like, do you want Cody to win the title or do you want Sammy? It's more or less. a. Uh, I feel like logically it's going to be Cody as much mm-hmm. as I don't really care. We've talked about it before. You and I are not the biggest fans of Cody, so it's just kind of a sure whatever. But uh, yeah, what it, it would be cool to have like another Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30 moment. But I feel like it's just got to be it's just got to be Cody, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think I think the smart money is on Cody. I think I think I enjoy WWE Cody way more than I do AEW Cody because, yeah. like I said in the beginning, when this all was happening, WWE has the ability before Cody goes out there and goes on his tangent where he wants mm-hmm. to rah rah the troops like Braveheart, you know, yeah. they, they they can tell him reel it back a little bit, you know, yeah, let's like, go, this rah-rah. calm down. <laughs> yeah, you know, where there's none of that in AEW, you just go out there and. Say what you gotta say. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I Don't think know. WWE Cody is like they they have the fishing rod on him and they're able to reel him in when they need to. So that's why uh his promos are a bit more concise, a more yeah. straight to the point, you know, get get to the point and um they serve their purpose. Um as far as like I feel like I'm with you, like logically it makes sense that Cody ends up beating Roman. It's just they have to how are they This is the most dominant champion we've had in the past 30 years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um how the hell do you go and make another person big enough to beat that champion? You yeah. know? That's a hard task. I don't think I I think if you put Sammy in this in this situation. Sammy's going to flourish because see Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn's mm-hmm. IQ is far beyond anyone in wrestling. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, he in terms of IQ, he's one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, not just in the in, in ring wise, but just showing emotion and and conveying emotion in a match. That's Sami Zayn's forte. That's why people generally kind of gravitated towards him when he was Sami Zayn in NXT, you yeah. know, when, when, you know, when he was coming over and, you know, when he was El Generico because he was this character, but his ring IQ was just out of this world. Mm-hmm. Um So, you know, you were getting a good wrestler. Um But in terms of which one I want, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm good with either one. I'm not going to hate on either one happening. Yeah. Uh I think the story it's a great story if Cody wins because he could do something his dad never did, which is win the WWE World Championship. Mm-hmm. You know, and he can restore the Cody Rhodes name in that way and be a champion, and it'd be interesting to see how they can navigate him as a champion. Um but again, Sami Zayn is like the every everyday everyday hero, you know? Yeah. You know Yeah.
1: It's oh. It's tough because I feel like, at least this is just me, if I were the the one with the pencil, but I feel like this is the one with the, the most like logical kind of uh, explanation uh, to what you were saying about Roman being the most dominant champion for as long as I've been alive. Um, <laughs> I feel like you could definitely point towards all of this shit going on with the bloodline. Only one guy can take so much, so... I feel like it would be safe to say that if Cody would beat him at WrestleMania, it would be because he wasn't on his his like, his like game because of all the stuff going on with the bloodline. And it's just like one guy can only take so much no matter how good he is. And I feel like that's what they would do. They would do the, well, I mean, you guess you can't really blame the guy because my God, he's had to put up with, I mean, not like for sympathy, but just like a logical explanation of with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and the bloodline and The Usos. No one knows what's going on. It's just would maybe just take him off his game, and uh, he wasn't his best when Cody beats him. Mm
0: -hmm. I think. I think Jay is going to come back, and uh, he's going to. If if I think Jay is going to be the one to cost Sammy the title. I think ultimately. I think ultimately, uh, Jay is going to come back, come to his senses, and realize that family is the most important thing. That, Because that's the craziest thing is, like, as this was happening at the Rumble, you know, Jimmy's in the background going, that's not your brother. I'm your brother. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, and that, that's a real thing. You know, yeah. that's, that's that's real life. You know, so I think I think Jay's going to come back. He's going to make a pre- his presence felt in the not the Elimination Chamber match, but the Elimination Chamber uh pay-per-view and mm-hmm. possibly cost Sammy the title.
1: Yeah, and then that could easily set up Kevin versus and Sammy versus the Usos a Mania, so it makes sense. Well, yeah, that'd be good. God, I feel like that's where they're going, because it's almost like, after all the Elimination Chamber like shenanigans, how are you going to not put Sammy on the card? And I feel like that just kind of writes itself at this point, because
0: mm-hmm.
1: Kevin will just have to begrudgingly be like, I mean, I don't really fully trust you for doing all this shit for the last how many months but you know what the enemy of my enemy is my friend and then they finally just i don't know maybe hug at the end get the feel-good WrestleMania moment or whatever but yeah it's um it's exciting to see what happens
0: the complete destruction of the bloodline at wrestlemania
1: oh god that would be wouldn't that be something because that could be the (laughs) that could be the biggest thing going in there is is the bloodline going to stay intact by the time wrestlemania is over which
0: who knows because what's the bloodline without their titles?
1: Yeah, bloodline starts losing their titles. People are going to be like, "Oh shit, this is this is not good, is it?" And, uh, <laughs> it might not be come uh, come April.
0: Might not be at all.
1: Uh, well, well, trust me, and we'll still be here to <laughs> scream about it because that's all we've been screaming about for what the last like year now at least. It's been a while, um, but yeah, it's just the most compelling storyline in all of wrestling just keeps finding ways to stay relevant and stay compelling and not make us bored so uh still got to give them the props I, for it
0: i really want to know who's behind the creative process when it comes to this story
1: honestly it's like give him a raise yeah give them hat on the back of something i wouldn't be surprised if it was triple h but you, you think never so know. Eh, i think so i mean hell triple h was a mastermind behind some of the biggest like storylines in nxt so it really wouldn't put me past him to or put it past me to do for him to do all of this so uh yeah
0: nah, yeah that'd be pretty cool
1: well obviously i feel like we're never gonna really know but like i said i wouldn't put a patch triple h to all of a sudden have i don't know it's tough though because he the storyline is still kind of going on even when he wasn't in charge so
0: mm-hmm. maybe he added some spice to it who knows Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, Heyman had a lot of input. Oh, yeah. I would think. Um,
1: I feel like it would have to be Heyman and Triple H, because I'm not sure who else it could be. Mm. I don't really see Pritchard doing it. I don't know. Yeah, who knows. Either way, whoever it is deserves a pat on the back, because it has been, Mm. without a doubt, the best storyline in wrestling, like I said, for over what year or so now so uh yeah it's uh we like it we like it a lot two thumbs up four thumbs up honestly um all right so this is the one that uh i feel like this is my screaming match um Rhea's gonna beat charlotte this time right (laughs) Because yeah. Rhea would be a godsend for the SmackDown Women's Division. First off, that is absolutely true because I don't know what the hell they're doing with the SmackDown Women's Division right now. It is kind of—I don't know what's happening. I really don't. It's just kind of, I guess, stagnant would be the word.
0: You know, I because the thing is, if she wins the the SmackDown Women's Championship, that means does all of Judgment Day move over to SmackDown? And Ooh, in, that that case, in, that, in that case, in that case, poor Rey Mysterio, who just wanted to go over to SmackDown <laughs> yeah. to get away from his evil son. He just wants peace and uh, so quiet. Yeah, that's generally what he wants. He just wants a peace and quiet. He can't get it over the holidays. He can't do anything with NASCAR. You know, he can't do anything yeah. without without his shitty little son <laughs> doing shitty things. Oh,
1: I it's just well, first off, what I have picked Charlotte for Rhea no I don't I wouldn't have because I feel like we've kind of seen hints and like more hints to Rhea and Bianca as of late and so it's like oh that would have been a really fun matchup because we've seen their matches before and they have some pretty decent chemistry but as much as I'm like oh we went with Charlotte okay I guess it it makes sense though because that's another example of long term storytelling because Rhea can get the revenge she had, um, or that she wants against Charlotte for what happened to her at WrestleMania, if I remember correctly, 35 mm-hmm. 36. Yeah, remember. yeah, when either way, I Charlotte beat her for the NXT title, which, as <sighs> we have said ad nauseum and plenty of other people have said, that should have never happened. That was one of their biggest blunders of uh, the women's division in quite some time, but. Yeah, I, I would have definitely just had her go against Bianca, but you know what? That match was probably one of my favorite matches on that card at WrestleMania, so I'm not gonna complain that it's Charlotte and Rhea, as long as Rhea wins.
0: Yeah, I think I think in terms of storytelling, they, that's what they're gonna do is have Rhea get her win back from WrestleMania 36 um, when she lost to Charlotte before, and the thing is, in that match, she kind of got outclassed. Oh yeah, you know, I oh, yeah. think. I think that's part of the story here is that, like, this is a different Rhea Ripley. She's She was good back then. She was definitely good to carry the NXT division back then, but she's on a whole different level now. It's not the same Rhea Ripley, you know? So we're going to get a compelling match. So I'm not mad that she chose Charlotte. I just thought it was kind of out of left field, you know? I I thought for sure it was going to be Bianca and Rhea. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Which again, I wouldn't complain about that either. But you know what? That just means one of my favorite women's wrestlers is going to be in hopefully one of the main events of WrestleMania. So you know what? I'm not going to complain at all. And if she wins that belt, even better because I think she could definitely spice up the SmackDown division for sure. Because mm-hmm. like we said, it's just kind of stale right now. You can get yeah, all these different. Sure. You can get all these new matchups. You can get Rhea and Shotzi. You can get Rhea and Shayna again. You can get. Um, who else ria and tegan that would be a fun one sometimes you just need to switch things up so i feel like at first was i like seriously charlotte again yes but i'll be okay with it if ria wins so we'll uh we'll come back to that in a few months and see if i was right or not but
0: who knows <laughs> we shall see
1: um are the ass boys seriously gonna break up daddy ass and the acclaimed i hope not i hope not
0: I think it would be a bad business decision in the amount of merch that they move.
1: Oh, good Lord, yeah. How many prop scissors do you see in these crowds every single solitary week?
0: Crazy amount. And just scissor me daddy ass shirts and posters (laughs) and signs. And like you said, the scissors and the the hand gestures. I think it'd be be a bad business decision to, to go ahead and break them up.
1: Yeah, it's so tough because it's like on one hand, you want the acclaim to be a little more serious. So like they could be possibly taken more seriously as champions. But at the same time, it's just it's just so entertaining that you're like, yeah, we'll just we'll give it a pass for a little while longer. But I feel like at some point, they're just going to have to obviously not fully get rid of all the like scissor stuff. But you got to be a little more serious just to have teams take you seriously or just have people take you seriously as the champions. But Mm -hmm. right now it's working for now. I don't after a while. I don't think it's going to though novelty will wear off yes and as brian danielson famously once said wrestling fans are fickle
0: fickle that's the they sure are that's the truth
1: too fickle oh man so for now it's not a problem but i could see it becoming a problem so we'll see if they figure that out before it's too late
0: hope so um
1: uh, this one this one we always love talking about What is next for Jade Cargill? Hopefully Willow finally overcomes Jade or Chris Statlander heals up soon. I think we all know what I want to happen because I've been, oh, I don't know, screaming about it for the last like year now or so. (laughs) Because I'll say it once again. And if I had a dollar for every time I've had to say it on the show about this, who else is left? Literally. Like, nothing. I mean...
0: She needs a storyline.
1: Honestly, because the thing is, they never really... I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. They never really said why Red just wanted to break away from the baddies. It was just all of a sudden, she was starting to get pissy one day, and then it was just week after week, she was just being obstinate and going against the baddies, and then it was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to leave now. It's like, okay. um, You're going to tell us why, or are you just going to... What, what's going on and I mean I guess they have they kind of maybe built another storyline out of it that had nothing to do with Jade because I feel like Red kind of has some beef with Kiara Hogan because she's like if it wasn't for you I would have won the title which is true oh. mm. you go back and watch that match if Kiara hadn't distracted the ref I think uh, Red Velvet could have won what it wasn't going to happen absolutely not we, we know better <laughs> there's a gripe between those two but then again it's like what do you do with jade because okay she's reached 50 wins now what are you gonna do and my only hope is that stat is coming along faster than i think people are expecting i hope um because willow hasn't been seen since the street fight um Ruby's involved with Britt and Jamie right now, which I mean, that one I'm very interested in. Um, I don't think we have a question about it, but I'm definitely interested to see where that storyline's going to go, but what else is, who's left? Are you going to have uh, I don't know, what's the other baddie's name? The only baddie left. Um,
0: um, um, um uh, Layla, what uh, Layla Layla Gray? Layla Gray.
1: Yeah, I think it, that's not going to happen because no one cares, so it's like <laughs> what 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 are we doing here? It's
0: my, just my thing is she she needs a story she needs to yeah. she needs to be seen as a little bit vulnerable, you know? Yeah. yeah,
1: And it was it was a little funny because I kind of yeah they said it on commentary and I'm not entirely sure I believed it. Where they were like, oh well, Red Velvet has pushed Jade farther than any other opponent she's ever had, and I'm like, we sure about that because. <laughs> It didn't seem like it because it just seemed like every other goddamn Jay Cargill match lately. I was bored.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: At least if you have, like, stack coming back. I don't. It's so tough because I can just see them easily falling. I can easily see them falling under the trap of, oh, well, they can't have her win right after she came back. So we have to, like, have her lose in, like, some stupid way so she can get a rematch. But it's Statlander. I think you could easily have her just come back and beat Jade for the title. I feel like at this point, that's what the fans are wanting. Every time I see on Twitter, I was... It was, I think, that, like... I don't remember that one tweet that I think AEW's Twitter had where it's like, oh, well, who can stop Nyla... or Yeah, Nyla Rose. uh, Jade Mm Cargo. Because I feel like that's what they ask after every goddamn match she has. How many people you look under it is Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander. Stat needs to come back. Stat this. It's like, come on. Just give us what... We have been wanting for a very long time, as long as she's on, like, the proper rehab track. Because, again, no one really knows. She hasn't said anything. She's just been Mm -hmm. very quiet about it. So, (sighs) I just want her to come back and beat Jade and just get this over with. Because, Mm -hmm. number one, I want Stat to hold some gold. Because that was one of my Christmas wish lists this year. But also, the... (sighs) Jay just needs to get off, get away from the title. Cause it's just, <laughs> it's not doing anything and it hasn't done anything for a very long time.
0: Yeah. It's not doing anything for her. Like I said, it's just, it, sh- there's no, there's no storyline or no, nothing intriguing about anything that she's doing. She's not looking no. vulnerable as a champion. There's no kink in her armor. So people can't be like, Oh, why don't you exploit that? Nothing, nothing, no. nothing.
1: Like at least if you had Stat coming back, you could easily run the storyline of Stat wants a match, and Jade's like, "Yeah, no, you're not on my level." But in reality, it's she's insecure because she knows Stack beat her. That storyline mm-hmm. can write itself right there. But until that happens, what the hell are we gonna do? Because I'm I'm bored. I've been bored for a very long time.
0: I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. It's a mess. Um.
1: <laughs> and jack's last question is um are we as devastated as he is about jungle hook no longer being a team it was lightning in a bottle and something was interesting for hook i guess christian might be healthy soonish for jungle boy for that feud to start up again
0: so <sighs> they're getting rid, of, getting rid of getting rid of jungle hook already yeah because i think on
1: i remember for those rampage or dynamite they interviewed jungle boy and he's like oh yeah it was fun teaming with him but i kind of Have done the whole tag team thing. And I just want to win gold on my own pretty much. So that pretty much means Ah. it was over. And it's a shame because I feel like. That's kind of all Hook's been doing lately. Is just teaming with people. And he could be doing a lot more. I'm not entirely sure what they're doing with him right now. I'm kind of confused. But Ah, yeah. I mean it sucks. Because I mean they were a good team. But everyone thought Dan. Or Hookhausen was a good team. And they didn't last either. So, Man.
0: Something about teaming with Hook doesn't have any longevity to it.
1: Apparently not, and yeah, I don't uh, I don't know. I I'm more worried about Hook than I would be about Jungle Boy because again, like uh, Jack said, Christian might be coming back soon, so that feud's it's gonna reignite again. But then it's like, all right, well, what do you what do you do with Hook? Hook's just kind of been there for a little bit and isn't really doing anything substantial.
0: So what's what's going on? Yeah i don't know that's another one i i mean i'm always going to be a fan of hook and what he does i think that they they need to invest a a story into him as well
1: i agree they they need to do something because he's too good of a talent to just waste on just nothing because that's pretty Mm -hmm. much what it is right now it's nothing
0: yeah, they need to put some time into him, especially after all the accolades that he's uh, accomplished this past year as like rookie of the year and everything. He's definitely a bright spot for AEW, so I think they need to invest something into him.
1: Exactly. I completely agree. Um, so that was all of Jack's questions. So, Jack, thank you again. Thank you, Jack. And we are going to go to our last few questions for tonight. And that is from Mike, our good friend, Mike. So thank you. We appreciate your questions as always as well. Uh, all right. We're going to go backwards on his, because this is actually the last question he asked, but, um, this was the one that I said, I was hoping someone was going to ask one of the, one of these kind of questions because I've been complaining about it to, uh, I don't know, pretty much my mom. I haven't mm-hmm. really been able to complain about it to anybody else. Um, why are we getting another Gauntlet-style match involving Chris Jericho? It's been done to death in storylines with Jericho, and also MJF. Yeah. You know what? I... I honestly didn't really think about it with Jericho as much as I did with MJF, because as soon as he's like, well, you have to go through all of these wrestlers to and beat them to face me at Revolution, I'm like, are we literally doing this again? Yeah. Why do we keep doing this with him? Like I am uh, as soon as that promo was over, I just rolled my eyes cuz I'm like seriously, is this what we're really going to be doing again? It's do they have nothing original for MJF when it comes to not even just a title shot just apparently a match with the guy. It's like, well now you got to jump through these 20 hoops to do it. And it's not like it's anything unique because it's been done to death. It was done with Wardlow, it's been done with Cody. Now it's being done with Danielson. It's like, what is happening? Same thing with Jericho too. It's like, does Tony, has is Tony running out of ideas with these guys?
0: <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think he's just running out of ideas. I appreciate the fact that they want to build up their contenders and make sure they have winning win streaks behind them before they go ahead and challenge for the title. I could appreciate that. But when you, like you said, when you do it the same format over and over again, it's kind of easily. It's so easy to pick up on, you know, because yeah. like this has been done to death. It's been. It started with Jericho, and then like you said, it went to Cody Wardlow, and now Danielson. It's just like this format of you got to beat five guys in order to get to me is is kind of been overdone. I just wish they would be less like subtle about it. Yeah, like
1: you could easily do this without outright saying you need to do this because that's literally how nine out of 10 wrestlers get their titles is they just keep winning and people are like, all right, well, they are starting to take notice now. So why is, why don't they have a title match yet? Literally they did the proper way with Jamie hater. So it's like, that's the frustrating thing where it's like, you see what they did with Jamie. And it's like, you couldn't have done that with the men. Like what's yeah. happening. Ugh i'm so glad he asked that because that really was annoying me this week (laughs) it's just like i am just so sick of the gauntlets and the oh the labors of mjf or the labors of jericho the labels labors of danielson like it is just i'm i'm tired of it they need to come up with something new
0: yeah i agree
1: um before i go completely off on a tangent with that again um which match did we enjoy more uh bait versus Axiom or Danielson versus Thatcher. Well, I unfortunately only have one I can only have one answer because I didn't get to watch Vengeance Day, but Thatcher and Danielson was a really good damn match. It was so That good. was a
0: really good match. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I did enjoy Axiom and Bait uh as well. I've been trying to do my best to keep up with NXT. Sometimes it's harder some weeks than others, but I've been trying to do my best to keep up with NXT. Uh Bait and Axiom was pretty good. The thing is to me, I can't, they put a mask on a kid. I'm still going to be <laughs> mad about that. I'm still gonna salty. Be mad. Yeah. I'm still going to be mad about that. It makes no sense. I don't, I don't need another superhero gimmick. You know, yeah. I don't need a guy with the cape doing flippity stuff. I just need some wrestling, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but like you said, Danielson and Thatcher was exactly what we thought it was going to be. And it was, I kind of a mauling almost the way Thatcher was mauling that arm of Danielson.
1: Yeah. Um, he was, he was, some of the moves he was doing too, were really like, I hadn't seen there. it before because I, when he kind of like had Danielson on the mat and he kind of like bent the arm and I'm like, Hmm, where have I seen this before? Because Shane <laughs> does that like stomp on the arm all the time. And then you just need him in the shoulder. I'm like, oh, okay, that was something I didn't expect. That was cool. Yeah. And, those Jesus, those uppercuts that like launched him into the ropes, like my goodness, that was that was a match not for the faint of heart. But my God, it was so good. That one was so much fun to watch.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch. I'm glad that they brought in Thatcher. At, at least that's the one good thing when they do these labor gauntlet matches. You know, uh, yeah. they bring in people that are that are wanting to be seen, and you know, mm. Thatcher's a uh, Thatcher's a great talent to have on your roster so hopefully we see more of him in aew
1: yeah i i completely agree because i honestly liked him when he was in nxt like the fight pit matches were something else they were brutal yeah. i think it's also again because since i like shane i like that ground and pound rip your style of wrestling and he is that to a t so it was uh yeah i hope we get to see more of him for sure
0: yeah definitely
1: um I feel like again we're just going. I'm going out of order and how he asked this, but it was just, uh, just more or less for the fact that I knew we want to talk about this one because I'm sure this was a very hot topic on Twitter um, from Dynamite. Who should get the blame for showing Mox blatantly blading on screen?
0: Uh, That's got to go to the production team.
1: Yeah, good old TK.
0: Like, I mean, yeah, you know. Eventually, he's got to take the fall for it because he's the, yeah. like the face. Mm-hmm. But that's something you got to tighten up on production. Oh, yeah. You know, but then again, why do we need to see Moxley
1: blade every single week? Uh, yeah, I was hoping you were going to bring that up, too, because that's just kind of like the whole gauntlet thing. Again, it's like, why does he have to literally bleed in every match? Now it's just like it has completely lost the luster where it used to be. Oh, shit. He's bleeding. To, oh, fuck. He's bleeding. Seriously. <laughs> he's bleeding and, again. And it's not like it's a hardcore match. It's like, I'm sure there's like certain matches that would like call for it. But when it's literally just a regular match on dynamite, like a, that's just a regular wrestling match. Why does he have to bleed all the time? It's not even, it's almost like an, it's almost just a joke now. Like Mox must bleed. That is literally what we're doing. I hate it. Cause it's just so dumb. It is so dumb because it's like, why does he have to do it? He's not, what is he proving? Not proving anything
0: yeah at first like you said it was it was okay but now the novelty of it is just worn off
1: it's so bad it's just so bad um (sighs) i whatever (laughs) like i got nothing but now i would 100 percent blame production and tony for that because you know what he's going to be doing and the last thing you wanted was it to be so blatantly obvious because they can see what they're doing like come on you mean to tell me you didn't think that that's when it was going to happen? You guys know how those matches get planned out, so come on, like that's amateur, right? like amateur hour.
0: Yeah, for sure, I agree with you.
1: <sighs> Whatever. Um. All right, this one I think's more directed to you because you got to watch it. Uh, do you think that it was a mistake not putting the NXT title on Grayson Waller at Vengeance Day?
0: No, I because. <laughs> And maybe th- this is to me because I, I I didn't see this question, but I knew I felt like this question was going to come up. So I didn't have a rehearsed answer. Mm-hmm. But to me, maybe it's the simple fact that I'm falling for Grayson Waller's <laughs> heel tactics that is yeah. just like, I don't like this guy. But like, it's not yeah. like he's it's not like he's bad in the ring or he's just bad on the microphone. He's just a bad guy. You it know, makes you want to hate like, him. Right, you know, he's kind of got that Miz factor. You know, you yeah. kind of want to punch him in the face. Uh, yeah. So I was happy that he lost uh, last night. Will he eventually beat uh, Braun Breaker? I don't know. I think he has potential to be a world champion eventually. It's just like he does a, such a good job at making you want to hate him because mm-hmm. he's just like ugh, he's got a punchable face, like yeah. you know, and he's just like he's just he's just an asshole. You know? well, it's,
1: like, and it's one of those two where it's like sometimes he almost has that that good kind of mjf heat too where it's like oh i hate you because why did you think of that that was smart damn it i wish you wouldn't have thought of that like when he wore the the flak jacket with the metal plate when Braunbreaker breaker yeah. speared him and he knocked him out like cold it's like oh i hate you that was smart that was so smart <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like he does everything right. He's not bad in the ring. He's a pretty good wrestler. It's just I maybe I'm falling for the heel and saying <laughs> that I just don't like him, and I'm glad yeah. that he lost.
1: Hey, which means he's doing a job, right?
0: Right, exactly. So good on him.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I can't honestly. I can't put any much uh, more to it, but yeah, I'll I'll agree with you there. Um, alright, and Mike's last question is uh the one I wanted to save for last. What was our favorite moments from the men's and women's rumble matches?
0: Whew. Well the men's first. Ma-
1: I feel like for the men's match, um it's one of those where I'm trying. The worst part is is like kind of like what we were talking about earlier, there wasn't a lot of, at least for me, memorable moments that made me go, oh wow, I want to watch that again, except uh, ricochet and logan paul's mid-air collision
0: yeah that was insane
1: that was crazy it was just like oh wow they actually did that and actually pulled that off and no one died so that's great um, and, and
0: that picture is gonna live forever in infamy of just two bodies flying over the air where there's like 10 other dudes fighting yeah. beneath them. you know oh, that's yeah. just like it looked like something out of the avengers oh
1: yeah oh yeah it was it was so cool. As much as you hate Logan Paul, it was cool. You got to give him credit. um okay. Yeah, but other than that, though, like I said, it was just the men's rumble was just too predictable. I think it was just, again, a mix of like everybody expected Cody to win it. And then the way they put the entrance in just didn't really leave any room for surprises again for knowing literally all the three. So it was just kind of like, okay, here we go. He's going to be number 30. And then he was. And it's just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, the women's, on the other hand, it was uh, had a lot more moments that I at least enjoy. I liked the um, Beth Phoenix coming back and spearing Rhea when all that chaos mm-hmm. broke out outside the ring, or that was the Men's Rumble. But um, the fact that Rhea went the whole distance after taking a spear mm-hmm. from Beth Phoenix, um, the all-out brawl between Becky and Damage Control—that was wild. That was a wild time. Um, but that ending, that ending was. I love those moments in wrestling and even before we get to that part uh Oscar bringing Kana back that was insane that was yeah. insane because my poor mom she had like no idea um what Kana like the Kana persona was but when mm-hmm. she came out in that mask I got super excited because I was kind of I was hurriedly trying to explain to her like no this is like she'll kill somebody if she's Kana like you you she's like is she gonna be kana i'm like oh i'll tell you if she is or not and so she had the mask on and i'm like oh shit is she actually gonna do this and then she took the mask off and i'm like oh that's kana that is kana someone's gonna die someone is gonna die in this match and a lot of people did um a lot of people did um and then to add on top of that just uh, that ending i love those moments in wrestling where you kind of like get those mini heart attacks like you're on the edge of your seat you're just like so Mm -hmm. enveloped in it that you can't help but like halfway jump out of your seat or just like freak out at the slightest thing like when Rhea almost got eliminated at that end I'm like oh my god I literally had almost had a heart attack just watching that it was just the the anticipation and the near like the near falls or just the near moment of her getting eliminated where it's like oh my God, are they actually going to eliminate her? It was just that moment of just making you feel things and just <laughs> the drama. I think that's the easiest way to put it. Just the drama of that ending between Liv and Asuka and Rio was just, I, I loved it. It was great.
0: Yeah. Um, for me, uh, the men's rumble, I have to say the emergence of Gunther and oh, his yes. performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely an MVP performance coming in at number one lasting the entire way through all the way to the final two yeah. uh, was pretty cool. I think I think like it's so cool for me because like Gunther came into WWE with a lot of like fanfare but only if you knew him as Walter yeah. and knew what he could do uh, then you were like, oh this guy's gonna be good now people who don't even watch NXT or watched NXT UK or anything like that or or any of like his progress wrestling stuff, they're like, this guy is cool, you know? So I think yeah. his his emergence uh, as sort of the MVP of the men's rumble was pretty cool to see. As far as the ladies, I, I got to go again, the same kind of format. They went uh, Rhea Ripley and Lib Morgan one and two, and they lasted the entire way through. Yeah. I it thought was that so was impressive. pretty cool. Yeah. That's really impressive in terms of cardio and stamina uh, just really impressive stuff. For, for so for me, it was all about the people who showed out the longest in the rumble. And, and the fact that, that Rhea
1: took a spear before they even got in the match.
0: Right, and she even she even said something. She like dislocated her knee on yeah. her uh, on the entrance or something yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, and she had to like pop it back in. So it's like that's the women's rumble did the complete opposite of what the men's rumble should have done, where you had the person. Like I said, one of the first two come in last the entire time and win it instead of a oh, 30th entrant, which everyone expected to win did. And at least they did a good enough job, like you said, of making Gunther like the star of that rumble. He was. It was like, there's no argument. He was the star of that rumble. And I'm glad that they took that and made it the winner of the rumble for the women because if that doesn't show you how tough Rhea Ripley is. If you didn't you know, you've been living under a rock and you didn't know how tough she was. That proved it to a lot of people who may not have seen it or just didn't believe it. She she is, I think, uh one of the biggest stars in that division, for sure. I agree. I mean, am I biased? Yes, but she she yeah. can back it
0: up. And no, I I agree. I think I think the right people won their respective rumbles. Yes. Um I just think next time let's uh let's not give away who's gonna be in the rumble yes. and just kind of let the cards play out and you know, and to think there were no NXT on the men's rumble, no NXT stars. now and
1: uh, the women, I was I was a little surprised at some of them. I'm surprised we didn't see Toxic Attraction. I'm surprised we didn't see uh Cora Jade. I was expecting like mom was even asking before we started, she's like, Which NXT women do you think are gonna show up? I'm like, Well, I wouldn't be surprised if Roxanne Perez does, and she did. Mm-hmm. Um at first, I was kind of mad that she got eliminated so early, but it kind of made sense because you didn't want her getting hurt before uh, the Defensive Vengeance Day. But I expected Cora Jade, like where was Toxic Attraction? Where it was Cora Jade? I mean, Zoe Stark, that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's like where some of the choices were odd, but I also wasn't mad at them. So I, I give them props for uh, the uniqueness.
0: Yeah, for sure. the creativity. I agree with you. I agree with you.
1: Yeah, so it was a. Overall, I think a decent rumble. Um, honestly, I feel like aside from maybe the Bianca Alexa match, I think overall most of the other matches were pretty decent or at least are good. Mm-hmm. I, for one, didn't mind the pitch black match. I know it was kind of a you love it or hate it kind of thing. I loved it just because they were willing to do something different. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't expect the neon. I didn't expect the. What neon green confetti? Um,
0: yeah, that was weird.
1: Yeah, I didn't expect Ka- or like Uncle Howdy to dive onto LA Night at the <laughs> end, even though he completely missed him by like five miles. But <laughs> we'll let it go. But um, Wyatt's new mask was insane. But fucking creepy as hell. Which is that's just just Wyatt for you. Um, very interested to see what they're going to do with him next because um, again, some people may have already lost the interest in Wyatt I haven't um I don't know about you but I'm excited to see what they do with him next because they could do a lot of things and with as creative as he is uh it can go balls to the wall rather quickly
0: yeah I agree um I'm interested in seeing where his mind goes from here uh if they're ever going to include uh Uncle Howdy in terms of like give him more of an identity I guess you could say yeah um just to see who he is and what part he plays. Um, I do want to see more Bray Wyatt in action, though. I feel like these long layoffs where he's not in the ring um, and he's not in action, that's probably why people can kind of fall off, you know? Um, But me, on the other hand, I I like those in-depth stories. I like those creepy sort of out-there sort of deals that they're doing with Bray Wyatt. So I'm not hating on it. I liked it. I like the pitch black match. I like the aesthetic of it. Yeah. Kind of looked like one of those old Batman movies, you know, like yeah. with the neon everywhere. And it was kind of working for me. Um, but again, it's like, what do you, what do you expect going into a pitch black match? Never seen before. Don't know what it's about. So I think they, I think they did well enough that they made it seem like it was a competent thing. And uh, we're probably going to, because of it, we're probably going to see more sponsored matches.
1: I hope not, but um, (laughs) match is great. The sponsored matches. Yeah, maybe, maybe not so much, but um, I did like though, how they subverted a lot of people's expectations when it came to uncle howdy, because we even said when this whole thing was starting, Oh well, that might be just like the demon in his head, or one of the demons in his head, like threatening to take over. And they're like, nope, he's actually a real person, or is he a real person? It's like we don't know. So I like that, and I think that's just like why you and I like these kind of things so much, where it's like you can kind of expect the unexpected and get those little like nuggets of just, oh, I remember when they said that, so that's why this makes sense. Kind of like with the whole House of Black thing too, like. Oh, that promo they had on Rampage, was it was so good about the yeah. whole assumptions, like the poison of society or whatever, and he, Malachi pretty much called out a lot of the fans, and uh, my mom included, where she's, they, he was like, everybody's assumption was that he was joining the House of Black, but he doesn't want to be in the house, and we don't want him in the house, and its we just wanted to prove that deep down everyone's just terrible, essentially, yeah. and it's like, ah. Uh, god that stuff's so good i just hope they do something with it um i hope they will but we just love the house of black stuff so i just wanted to get that in there too because i always just enjoy malachi's promos because again we've said it time and time again i feel like him and wyatt are two of the most creative minds in wrestling today
0: man wouldn't that be cool if they could just lock up one time (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's we even we even said it because i think uh what was it last week or the week before i think it was jeff asked like who our dream matches would be and we said malachi and bray wyatt because not even just the promos between those two because they put so much thought and effort into those promos and just their personas and the auras around each other it's just oh my god that would be oh i would d- empty my bank account to see that match in <laughs> for sure, <laughs> for sure. Maybe someday, who knows? Um, so I thought we were almost done, but then I think Jeff came in at the last minute, and I don't know if this is actually a question for the show, but we're just going to, you know, answer it on air anyway, because why not? Um, he was re-watching the men's rumble, and he said, is it just me, or did they seem to order the entrance mostly based on feuds? And the example he had was that Omos came out, and then Strowman came out immediately after.
0: Yeah, I think they were. that's a pretty fair assumption. That they were trying to keep it feud-based to kind of make give it a little bit of a storyline in the Rumble, you know, to kind of intrigue you. Um, But again, for me, it it was was just uh, my whole thing. It was just like I knew Cody was going to win, but the way Gunther was performing in the Rumble, it was just like maybe... You know, maybe he can come out with the win with this one. So I think that kind of overshadowed everything. And that's why it maybe took him another watch to kind of pick that up, that there was feuds involved in this little rumble thing that they were putting together.
1: And I think, again, it kind of was didn't help that we knew the entrance for the most part. Like once we got to what, like 25 to 30, we're like, okay, or no, it was even like 27 to 30. We're like okay, well, well, now we know who the next three are going to be because we already know who's in the match and who isn't. So it's like, that is when it it takes the rumble fun out of it for me is when you can't really tell or you can tell what's going to happen because, again, when you overhype something and you list pretty much the entire field, how are you going to have surprises? And then you literally bring in Booker T and he lasted like, what, not even a minute or two, if that
0: yeah, he did a couple moves and then got bumped out of there.
1: It was a waste, and I hated it because um, one of the little, like, I don't know, inside things for me when it comes to the Rumble is I always am interested to see who, like, the 21st entrant is because 21's like, my lucky number. So, needless to say, my uh, 21st <laughs> entrant for the men was not um, fun. Uh, I always try to base it off of the best number 21 pick I've had in a very long time was when edge came back at the rumble a few years ago so I don't think anything could really top that but um I think if I remember correctly the women 21 was I think Selena Vega which I wasn't mad at I like Selena so that was fine it's better than Booker T but <laughs> I never really expect like 21 to win but I I don't know it's just like a it's just like a little thing with me I just always want to see who the number 1 or 21 entrant is just to see if it's someone I like and uh I was disappointed, and then I wasn't disappointed. But uh, yeah, that was one of those surprises where I'm like, "That's the best you could do." <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was just a not a fan, but that's what happens when you overhype the Rumble and you tell everybody who's going to be in it already. That was a like a major slip up on their part, and it, I'm just happy it blew up in their face because you literally gave the women no attention, and they clearly had the better Rumble. So funny how karma yeah. works like that
0: <laughs> yeah but, i gotta I got say the women did have the better rumble
1: i yeah it's like it's pretty hard to disagree with that so uh yeah um other than that though i think we're uh i think we're done i
0: think we got them all we got all the questions in we got all the questions in all right well Thank you guys for sending in your questions. Uh, like we said earlier, that's really the the focal point of the show is just giving you guys a avenue to voice your comments and your opinions on anything wrestling and to give us something to banter about when it comes to wrestling. So really, it's all thanks to you guys that this is happening and the show has gotten into 70 episodes. So thank you yeah. guys. Yeah, Round of applause for you guys.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, it's still... I don't think it's going to even ever hit me that we're at 70. It's not going to hit me when we're at 80, 90. It's probably not the hell going to hit me that we're at 100 when we get there. But um, yeah, I, I like where the show's uh, evolved to where we kind of strayed away from the the recaps. Because I feel like after a while that gets kind of old because then it feels like you have to hyper-focus on a show that you necessarily don't want to hyper-focus on. Because right,
0: yep. Because
1: nine times out of ten, most of the stuff's just going to be like, why am I even paying attention to this? Oh, I guess I have to talk about it on the show. And we shouldn't have the note take when it comes to the show. So I like now where it's like, you know what? We're just going to see what the listeners want us to talk about and go from there. Because nine times out of ten, the stuff we want to talk about is the stuff they want to talk about. So yeah, without uh, without the listeners, we would have a pretty, I wouldn't say boring podcast, but just kind of a unoriginal podcast, I guess would be the, That's the way, a good to- way to put it toward it and you and I've kind of talked about this outside of uh in the production meetings and and like after the production meetings I suppose or after the shows that I feel like at some point and we want to leave this up to the the listeners to decide but I feel like it wouldn't be a bad idea just maybe for a random episode or even maybe like the hundredth episode who knows to leave it up to the listeners if they want to get to know us more outside of like being a wrestling fan because obviously we have way more uh interest outside of wrestling we have so many other things that we're passionate about and i don't know i guess it's kind of like a get to know the hosts more i suppose
0: i'm down to do that that sounds like a lot of fun
1: and it could be really anything it could be like i don't know what our favorite movies are what are again what are our hobbies and interests outside of wrestling video games music stuff like that all the i don't know just to get the listeners to know us a little more besides just who we like as wrestlers because i feel like anybody who listens to this knows that we love the house of black and they know that like you love reho and like danielson and i love Shane and dakota so it's like what are who are we outside of the, like the wrestling fan i suppose so if the listeners that are listening to this episode want us to do that uh let us know about it and let us know if there's anything like you'd want us to talk about, because I think it would be pretty fun just to kind of occasionally, not often, but just like I sometimes get away from the, the wrestling talk and kind of give you guys a, I don't know, a peek into who we are outside of the wrestling world. I suppose.
0: I am so down. That sounds like such a good idea. We got to plan that out and make sure it happens and definitely promote the hell out of that. So that way you guys can get involved and, Uh, continue to ask us questions so you're probably wondering well where can i ask a question if i'm a new listener listening to this episode and uh, i like it and i want to ask a question well the best way to do it is to reach out to us on social media we're available on twitter and instagram at the same handle it's at at ringside rundown so you can't get that confused uh every week before we do an episode. Uh we send out a tweet asking you guys to send in your questions, comments, opinions, rants on anything wrestling. And uh look out for that. So definitely drop us a follow on Twitter at Rankside Rundown. Uh for any of you new listeners out there, this podcast is available through Anchor.fm. They distribute the podcast through Anchor FM. Uh you can listen to it on Spotify, Stitcher, Google. Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts, the ringside rundown podcast is available for you to search ringside rundown and you should be able to find it. If you cannot find it, don't worry. Just hit us up on social media at ringside rundown. And one of us will deliver a link to the podcast, maybe on your platform of choice, but it comes on a silver platter. One of us will give you a link to the episode. We're still waiting. Nobody has asked for that silver platter link, but it's Um. there.
1: Mom tried to steal the silver platter and we had to say no, yeah. but um, that's probably why here. she got
0: us. She got us with the finger. Cause we wouldn't let her steal <laughs> the platter.
1: Yeah. yeah. That was her long-term
0: storytelling <laughs> right there, but uh, yeah.
1: it's still here. It's still waiting. So we'll see. We'll see if someone will, will take us up on that offer.
0: Yeah, definitely. If you want to talk to us individually about anything, it doesn't have to be about wrestling. It could be about sports, music, movies, whatever. You can reach me on Twitter at Wrestling Cron. That's Wrestling C-H-R-O-N. Shay, where can they get in touch with you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at ShayleneHickson21.
0: All right. So definitely check her out on Twitter if you have any questions for her. Drop us a follow. We definitely enjoy having you guys around. Uh, Again, thank you guys for being a part of this podcast and helping us put together these episodes hopefully you guys enjoy it hopefully you spread it amongst your friends and uh yeah so we shall see you next time i think i think i'm we'll have to talk about this afterwards but i think being that the the Super Bowls on sunday we might want to record oh. on saturday oh i forgot that's a thing which I don't know about you. I do not care <laughs> at you all. You don't care? you not even to root against the Eagles?
1: I mean, it's tough because it's like you don't want Kansas City to win either because they've d- d- been doing nothing but winning. So it's like, uh, I guess at least it wasn't Cincinnati, I suppose, as a Steelers fan, but.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I could sit through another Eagles parade. I hope they both lose
1: there. <laughs> it's not going to happen, but it's like in a perfect world, they would both just Completely loose, but um, uh, but yeah, it might be now. I'm trying to think. Oh, I just realized it might not work because I'll be in uh, I'll be in Ohio next weekend, I'll be at Toy Ohio. We get to see Dan. Oh, nice,
0: that's gonna be sick.
1: Yeah, we finally get to see Dan and I think uh, Ethan Page is gonna be up there too, so we get to see like everybody. So if you if you want to see that, guys, follow my Twitter. Just saying because I'll probably have some pictures, so uh, just saying. So
0: drop the Twitter again. What's the Twitter?
1: Jalen Hickson 21.
0: There you go. Make sure you check her out because that you know, you you always you're always on top of that sort of stuff. And those those things always look fun.
1: Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. My bank account's gonna probably hate it because I hopefully will find some things to add to my collection. But uh other than that, I'm just happy that we get to see Danhausen. I feel like my mom's I think if anybody's more excited than me, it's gonna be my mom because she's been wanting to meet Danhausen for a very long time. So
0: That's awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. But, yeah, we'll figure out a way, way to get an uh, episode And Don't you worry, folks. We will be back next time with another glorious episode of the Ringside Rundown Podcast. But until then, I shall bid you adieu. I am Eric Vasquez for Shea Hickson. We'll see you next week. See you next week, guys.